Welcome. Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. This is going to be a fun show. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it for multiple reasons, and we'll get to that here in just a few minutes. Let's, let's start out with prayer. For such a time as this, Heavenly Father, we come to you today, and we praise your name. You are the Father of all creation. You bring forth the water, the plants, and the mighty trees. You put before us life, and you make a way for us to plant and to care and to harvest. The mysteries of life are before us, and you give us great beauty in this world. You gave us the responsibility to care for and to be good stewards of all your gifts. You rejoice when we are grateful and acknowledge you. Thank you for all your gifts and for the beauty of this earth. I come to you again today to ask you to protect your protection, your protective watch care over our nation and its people. Guide and guard our president and vice president. Keep them safe and watch over their families. Watch over this nation and all its people. We are in such a turmoil, Lord. May we be a people that seek truth and not revenge. May we embrace what you have laid before us with common sense and logic. Bless this show today as we bring forth truth and hope and wipe away fears and despair. Thank you for this guest I'm about to introduce to our audience, and thank you for all that he does with the organization, the CO2 Coalition, for such a time as this, we pray. Amen. So often I have said to you, what fools are we who cannot see the forest for the trees? It's just a little verse that my third grade teacher used to walk around and say. And when I looked it up here a couple years ago, I found it was just some little phrase out of a song. But how we as a people can be so distracted and fail to see what is or which is right before our eyes. It concerns me deeply that so many take what they are fed without question and without research, without logic and without common sense. To do so makes us slaves to others, and they shall rule until we begin to question. I'm excited for a couple of reasons to introduce to you today our guest. Number one, he's a part of the CO2 Coalition who have now joined CSE Talk Radio to help bring the truth of science to you. And number two, during a very long conversation with one of their representatives recently, we got into a long conversation. I said, you know what? I explained to them, you really need, every one of you need to, subs- need to subscribe to Range Magazine. And he kind of chuckled at me. He told me he was looking at a stack of them because the member, the guest we're about to have on today, had just written an article for CJ in Range Magazine. In fact, their director had written one as well. <laughs> Don't you love how small and wonderful this little world can be? Where would we be 
if not for the boots on the ground, patriots and scientists and truth seekers, such as the man I'm going to introduce to you today, Jim Steele. The dictionary... Dot com today has announced the word of the year, existential threat, existential threat. We hear that all the time. We're hearing it an awful lot lately. Jim has a master's in biology from San Francisco State University. He was appointed director of SFSU's a Sierra Nevada field campus. He taught university-level classes and served on the Tahoe National Forest Project, sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service from 1991 to 2007. He has developed a medical pathways program focused on teaching biotechnology and human physiology. He immersed himself in intense independent studies of factors affecting landscape changes and regional climate change. This evolved into a deeper understanding of oceanography and the causes and effects of the El Ninos and La Ninos. He initiated a partnership with the EPA and the U.S. Forest Service to form the successful Carmen Valley Watershed Restoration Project. He is the author of Landscapes and Cycles, an Environmentalist Journey to Climate Skepticism. He created the website website, landscapesandcycles.net, on which he posts essays describing the natural and man-made factors other than rising CO2 that can account for population changes and ecological disruptions. His article in Range Magazine is titled, Listen to the Whispers of the Trees. And we welcome today Jim Steele. Jim, we're so excited to have you today for so many reasons. I appreciate it so much that you are here. Well, thank you, Beth. I really appreciate you inviting me here. Well, I was so excited when I found out that you had written for Range Magazine. I got a feeling that's going to happen again. I really appreciated your article there. Well, thank you. I, I try to donate a column to her whenever I can. Well, it's uh, telltaling of Beth that she gets too busy to read a Range Magazine <laughs> from time yeah. to time. So I had just gotten it when I was speaking with uh, your gentleman there at CO2. And... Uh, uh, I hadn't even read it yet. And he said, well, it's in the latest issue. And I had it right there on my desk and pulled it out. And I, well, there it is, right there, right in front of me. And uh, it wasn't what I expected when I read it. Um, they had told me that you were uh, that you live in California. If I'm not mistaken, if I've got my, my conversations correct here, that you live in the state of California and experience these fires that we have seen there. Oh, I, I live in Pacifica, but... As my position as director of the Sierra Nevada Field Campus, I spent about four months every year in the Sierra Nevada. We had one fire that came within a quarter of a mile of our, our research station. So oh, wow. I'm, I'm very well aware of the fires. I, I studied fire ecology. And California is naturally known as one of the worst places for fires to begin with. And uh, I know there's an earlier study just shown because we have these strong winds that come in the winter, not when it's warm, but when it's colder, December, you get the peak of these winds as they blow from the mountains out to the ocean. So you have a humid ignition of a fire, and these fires will spread like crazy. And, and California has, like, doubled its population from 20 to 40 million since 1970. 
more people start more ignition, start more fires. But but then you get people say, oh, it's wildfires are due to climate change. And, and there's really no evidence to support that. Well, and of course, in some of the studies that I have read, that there's a lot of um, lack of management in the force from time to time. They're not coming in there and clearing anything out. And so it, they grow to be a big tinderbox. So when something does happen, it just goes. Absolutely. And it's a combination of a couple of things. It, it's not, a, you know, there's been a century of fire suppression. So that allowed all these ground fuels in the forest to build up. Mm-hmm. But we've also had, because of the way grazing and uh, other disturbances uh, affected the land, we had a, a buildup of foreign grasses that they go to see, they dry out in May. So from May to October, when the rains come back, uh, they're ready to start any fire. And, and no matter how dry the trees are, you're not going to ignite those trees unless you have kindling. And the grasses are the kindling, mm. and they spread like crazy. This thing like cheatgrass, and it's just dominating every place now. And they have to deal with that. That's a, that's another huge issue for fire. That is a huge issue, and I know that they're dealing with that a great deal. We're heading into a break. When we come back, I want to talk about what the trees tell us. I thought that was so interesting, and I want to hear all about that and how you've been studying right. that. You're, you're listening to CSE Talk Radio. After this segment, I will open up the phone lines, 877-895-5410. I'm sorry, that's 877-895-5410. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We're visiting with Jim Steele. He's a member of the CO2 Coalition. You can visit their website, co2coalition.org. And you will find all kinds of different articles and truths. And we will be right back. Liberty Oil Field Services brings you the following fracking facts. Did you know fracking is the reason America is now number one in oil and natural gas production? Thanks to the fracking industry, America's energy is more efficient, more affordable, and our air is cleaner. America is now exporting fuel and making America great again. Fracking is not the enemy of America. The Dems want to ban our natural resources for the sake of climate change. But banning fracking would knock America back to being dependent on other countries for our energy. So, America is fueling up with fracking. This message is brought to you by the best darn frack company, period. Liberty Oil Field Services. Learn more about fracking at libertyfrack.com. Liberty Oil Field Services, bringing America home with life, liberty, and fracking. Melody Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interests of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE 
blogtalkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get deep discounts on MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. I use MyPillow and so does my husband. We sleep better and wake more refreshed, ready to conquer a new day. You can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress choppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, Mike is bringing back the... Bobo offer for the my pillows. That's right. Buy one my pillow and get another one absolutely free. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on my pillow products, including the buy one get one free. Enter promo code Beth Ann. Call 1-800-978-6168 for these great radio specials. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm visiting with a gentleman. His name is Jim Steele. He's with the CO2 Coalition. However, they asked me to interview him. I've got one interview from them every month, and this month we're going to have two. And I think we had two last month because I'm enjoying them so much. And, you know, it's, it's how we get the truth to you. Uh, I, I am concerned about all the fears that people have and, and how they're afraid to, to plan their futures. And uh, his article in Range Magazine, and it's the most recent one, is Listen to the Whispers of the Trees. And and so, Jim, this morning I looked up some poetry, because I like poems, and this is The Trees Are Whispering to Me by David Michael Jackson. The trees are whispering to me, they tell me the rain will come. That spring will bring new leaves, that birds will nest in my branches. They tell me not to concern myself with the fire nor the blight. They tell me to stand strongly and to lift my arms to the light. And I thought, well, that's just really good compared to, I mean, putting it to uh, your article of, of how the trees have a lot to tell us. And I'm going to just kind of turn that over to you. All right. Well, uh, I really like that poem, and I appreciate uh, that you appreciate the article. You know, you, you, you mentioned it's a big push that there's an existential crisis. And from my work in the Sierra Nevada, it, it's not evident in the least. And there's a history in where my research station was, where the 49ers came in this issue. It was sort of hmm. part of the motherload gold country. And they just oh, yeah. destroyed the forest completely. And But since then, the forests have come back, and it's one of the wildest places outside the national parks in all of Sierra Nevada. And if I hike sometimes up through the ridges, and you can see uh, dead trees where tree line used to be much higher than it is today, meaning that it was warmer uh, many years before today. So there, there's been studies that say that most the tree line was higher than today 
for the last 3,000 years. And so that, what that really tells us is if it gets warmer now, all those trees are just going to move up the hill and reclaim their old habitat. Yet these climate alarmists are trying to turn uh, this into an existential crisis. You, 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 uh, I mean, there's so many things with these, these trees were telling me that I went and saw the Paradise Fire. And I don't know if you heard that, but 85 people were killed. Um, mm-hmm. the, the trees had evolved to deal with those fires. So you would see a whole neighborhood destroyed, but all the trees around them were not touched. And it's because those ground fuels just carried the fire right to somebody's house. And now with all the plastics, it doesn't take much to get a house ignited. So you would, you would see a whole neighborhood uh, destroyed, but all the trees are still standing because they had evolved in California to deal with fires. And these thick barks protect them. And, and there's a number of places. So it's, it, if you can read uh, the natural environment, you see that we're doing better than ever. I, I monitored the wildlife, and we had a meadow that was um, drying up, and people saw that's just what uh, climate change scientists said. It's going to get warmer and drier, and all the animals are going to leave. Well, I looked, at, and in this part of the Sierra Nevada, mostly the northern California, maximum temperatures are not warmer today than they were in the 30s. And so I said, well, that can't make sense. And as I investigated, I realized it was hydrology, and that's how we ended up restoring this whole uh, watershed. It brought the, all the animals back higher than what we had measured before. We had a, like a three- to five-year drought here in California, but because we restored that watershed, it was wetter during the drought than it had been before restoration um, when there was no drought. It, and my, what pushed me to really wanted to be a strong climate skeptic is if you have a bad analysis, you have a bad remedy. And, and, and I had forest service people say, oh, well, we've got to do something about CO2. Well, CO2 would have never done anything to fix that watershed. But you, you had to fix the hydrology, <laughs> which is what we did. And so when you have the right analysis, we can make a more resilient environment. We can make it more of a win-win situation for people and nature. And and, and it, it contrasts so blatantly with the, the alarmism that is saying, oh, we're, we're all going to die in 12 years. I, I, I cannot believe that people push that with a straight face. Well, there's reasons for that. Well, we won't get into that today. But That's but right. they have so many people believing this in, in such a desperate way. And, you know, it saddens me. I see young women and they go, oh, I'm never going to have children because that adds to the you know, climate change and it's going to destroy the earth. And I'm thinking, OK, what if everybody said that? Then how many what, what would it take? 60 years, 80 years down the road, we'd have nobody. We saved the earth, but there's nobody here to enjoy it. I mean, it was, I was looking at, you know, the ridiculous side of it. But well, I had go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that I run into a lot of people that just think humans are evil. And so getting rid of humans fits whatever their beliefs are, which is sort of scary. And, I, and mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to journalists. They're not scientists. They're journalists. And they've expressed the same thing. They want to see man get his own up compens- uh, uh, come up and is uh, the way he phrased it. Um, so it's, <laughs> and, and we've had, you know, crazy people that said the world's going to end forever. And they and there's crazy oh, calls yes. for people who commit suicide. It, I don't understand that at all. That. I can't figure what goes on in their brains, but those people have now been easy pickings. And, and most people, if, if you read the science, 
you'd understand that it's that it's a made up catastrophe. But most people don't read the science. And scientific literature is difficult to read. I had to study that because I was trying to understand how the wildlife was reacting to uh, natural climate change. We get on the news and let natives and and everything that's related to that. But I try to talk science to a lot of people, and their eyes will glaze over unless you really break it down to sort of a... a, I'm I'm one of those. (laughs) Well, it's probably 80 to 90% people, so it depends on uh, the the fear-mongering that goes on, how much you scare people. And um, and and I have to say, they've done a great job doing that. And then they, you know, you try to say, well, we get the Pope to join us, and we get politicians to join us, and we get a 16-year-old girl to join us. They don't talk science. They try to just kind of make a... Emotions. Um, it, uh, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it, it bothers me. What, what bothers me most is a number of these climate scientists, like Michael Mann or Kevin Trember, they say they, they've sort of tried to overturn what science is all about. We trust science because it gets well vetted, because all alternative hypotheses are examined and tested. But what these alarmists have done, so we're not going to have any debate. We won't debate skeptics. I was hoping we'd have these blue team, red team debates. They've, my, uh, one of the scientists said, well, we don't do that. We're going to reverse the null hypothesis, meaning that we don't know if CO2 has an effect until we know exactly what natural variability is. And they say, well, no, we've got to say that CO2 always has an effect no matter what. Well, that's just not true. Um, and, and you can have a warming. Uh, CO2, we'll all agree, whether you're skeptic or not, that CO2 has a, a, is a greenhouse gas and it's at high yes. levels. But you could have, if it caused more evaporation, caused more clouds, you block more sun, and you could have a cooling effect. So it, just because you have more CO2 doesn't mean you're going to have this catastrophic warming. There's all these feedbacks and complexities, and you can look at many other things. And, and when, I look, when I look at the trees, they've done all these tree ring studies where they show that it yes. was very cold in a little ice age 100, 150 years ago at the end of it, and then it warmed to the 30s. And the 30s was considered the warmest time in the last 100 years. It got colder again in the 70s. That's when people were talking about a little ice age, and it got warm again. So for the last 40 years, we were on this kind of warming part of the cycle, but it hasn't gotten any warmer than it was in the 30s. Now, I see that throughout Northern California in my research. If I look at Greenland, I would see the same thing. If I look at Antarctica, I see that it, it, it hasn't risen at all. But the alarmists are sort of cherry-picking certain studies that are, are guesses that aren't uh, well-vetted, and they don't let it be well-vetted. So it, it just, they just keep pushing this, these scare tactics, which it, it bothers me that people are afraid, you know, for the future. So, well, you know, let's give up. There was one of those mass killers uh, shootings. He left a manifesto just saying, well, you know, we got to kill more people because they're, they're hurting the environment. So it's driving people to do nutty things. Um, it, oh, yes. It's a big concern. It is. And that, that in and of itself is the crisis. The fact that they keep screaming, the sky is falling, is the crisis. And, and I'm not a scientist. I hear the music. I'm not a scientist. Uh, but I remember when I was a kid, and I'm, I'm no spring chicken, but when I was a kid and they talked about, in science class, what carbon and um, what carbon dioxide was and what, carbon and what oxygen was and, and the photosynthesis and the cycle of things and what you're describing is a cycle of things. And that does not mean 
mean that we shouldn't be good stewards just because there's a cycle. The fact that we can learn about the cycle and use the cycles to our benefit and uh, and increase our fold rather than to dirty the planet or or do without. I think we can we can be good stewards and have more. Um, and I I don't think mankind is a bad thing. Do we have evil? Yeah, we have evil. But uh, we're headed into a break. Eight seven seven eight nine five fifty four ten. And Jim and Beth and will be right back. For such a time as this, we know that the heart of a nation takes on the heart of its people. If the people have turned from God, the nation is doomed in sin. God is in control of all nations and their leaders. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The future of this nation is relying on the bended knees of the people, God's people. Will you accept this challenge to sacrifice five minutes a day to kneel and to pray? For such a time as this, Queen Esther was put in place by God to save her people. You have that same obligation now. Will you humble yourselves and pray, ask forgiveness and trust in our God to heal our land and bring America home? Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, My Pillow, McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com All-American Market button. And always use the promo code BETHANN. Ho, ho, ho! There really is a Santa Claus. Bill Federer brings world history to life at Christmas. St. Nicholas, Sinterklaas, Santa Claus. Discover the story of Nicholas, a 3rd century bishop of Mira, Asia Minor, known as Turkey today. There is a great history behind our Christmas traditions, Christmas trees, carols, Kris Kringle crash scenes, poinsettias, and so much more. Relive Christmas past from Columbus to our U.S. presidents. Visit Valley Forge, the Great Depression, the Korean War, and World War II. There really is a Santa Claus. $24 will put this book in your mailbox. Share your new knowledge with friends and family this Christmas. Send $24 to P.O. Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. Or go to csctalkradio.com. Just $24. There really is a Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. 
Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from illegal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio on the Loving Liberty Radio Network. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Dan. I have a study, and I don't have it in front of me. And if I can find it, Jim, I will send it to you or send it to through CO2 Coalition. But I had some gentlemen on, their brothers, and they are out west, and they've done some study on these fires. And I think you would find some of what they came up with very interesting. And so if I can find that, I will send that to you. I had had them both on the air here a year and a half ago and uh, need to get them brought back on. But they did a little studying on, on the CO2 and what was going on with that. And, of course, they're, they they farm the land or ranch, and so they have uh, a vested interest in that property and the land that uh, gets taken by fire so much of the time. I have uh, – I go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's you know I, it's a part of what pushes me to to want to write and get the truth out mm, is absolutely. we had uh, three or four years ago in California a bipartisan bill saying we have to protect the land from failed power grids because that's going to cause fires in California is just naturally vulnerable to fires. Well, Governor Brown vetoed it. And instead, he's just pushed climate change. And, and again, it's, if you have a bad analysis, you have a bad remedy. Well, they just concluded that, you know, that this devastating fire we just had at PG&E was PG&E's fault. And we saw it coming. But people put it off because they want to blame climate change instead. It's, it's, <laughs> it, and that's how we're hurting ourselves with, with all this kind of craziness. It's the go-to. You know, I had, I had some uh, um, unkind Emails and I shared these with my listeners yesterday, but I really wanted you to hear them. Uh, this this gentleman, and this is why it bothers me. I'm assuming he's he's a younger man, uh, younger than I am for sure. He said first he insults the program and he says you are so behind the times. It's not even funny. It's the end of your hydro carbon economy and your gas guzzling trucks and your SUVs. You are. And you are all eco-terrorists now, in my opinion. This will be the end of your wasteful meat and dairy industries as well. Your right-wing extremist lifestyles is destroying the planet. It will not be tolerated any longer. You will evolve and repent of you. Need, you will revol- evolve and repent of your sins, or you will perish from off the face of this planet by political purge or no other or 
or no other. You, your American flag are drenched in the blood of billions across the earth. Every single U.S. flag will be burned. I mean, they just absolutely, I've got another one, and they just absolutely uh, have, have such a hate in their hearts. And they won't look at facts. And they won't look at data. They won't, if anything is alternate of what they've been told or taught, they're not going to look at it. And that concerns me, not just in the climate change era uh, topic, but in other topics. They will not look at anything that differs from what they've been taught or what they have heard originally. Oh, absolutely. I, and, and I see a lot of the folks that talk uh, the way your uh, letter writer does is they're often pushing for socialism versus capitalism and they jump on the climate change thing is one way to get that control and i know many people that have done just that who were thought of themselves as communist revolutionaries and it didn't work out so they started publishing stuff about nature and how we got to control it so it and you know the hate that i see coming out like that it's you know, I don't know. Somehow I think it's they must scary. just be living their life on the computer, and they're not out. When I'm out in the Sierras, I, I couldn't feel like, God, this is so beautiful. And I confess I'm not a churchgoer. I was brought up uh, by a Southern Baptist father and a New England Congregationalist <laughs> mother. But when I hike through the woods, you just say, well, you know, I'm not sure exactly what's the right religion, because you got to believe there's something much greater than ourselves. And there's just this beautiful, awesome world that we're seeing. And so my whole uh, 25-year tenure as the director of the Sierra Nevada Field Campus was to teach people about the environment, how to be good stewards. And and everything we teach, it, it doesn't have to have climate change in it at all. And, and actually what we see is climate change at the worst. If we looked at how the trees fared during the low ice age, there are places trees could not even grow because it was so cold. Now it's warmed up a little and the trees are doing better. And, and people have turned that into a disaster. And it just makes no <laughs> sense. But it, it's well, I was Go ahead. I was just going to say, plant more trees. If the CO2 is too high, plant more trees. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So if... Um, you know, it, and once people are paranoid, if you tell them, say, hey, you don't have to be so paranoid, relax, they actually get more paranoid because they feel like you're trying to make them drop their defenses. And um, so I don't know how we're going to get past that until we see maybe a shift in the way the climate is. I, I actually predict that you're going to see Arctic sea ice start coming back around uh 2030 because of these natural ocean cycles that pump warm water from the Atlantic into the Arctic and then back again. We saw the same thing happen in the 1930s. And if you look at all the fishery data from all the fishery biologists, we see these natural cycles um, happen that way. And, and so that's my hope. I, I, I don't know if, you know, we can talk to her blue in the face and, and people are just going to hate yeah. us because, oh, you're a, you're a conservative. Um, you know, you're a right-wing nut, and, and, and they just label you so they can hate you, <laughs> and they don't even talk to you. I get I get that kind of stuff all the time. I've even had some nuts call my house trying to uh, figure out what we're doing so uh, and just attack me. Yeah, and, and what a, as a woman and as a mother, it bothers me because I know that these kids are being taught this, and they're being taught that this is it. I mean, you know, it, it, this is it. The science is done. It's telling, and it's it's never done. Science is never done. That's the beauty of science is it always questions. It never accepts. It always questions, well, and it has to right. be proven. 
Yeah, and Albert well, Einstein I, said, never stop questioning. And I lived in the time of global cooling. That was what they were teaching when I was in high school. And then it switched to global warming. And then they call it climate change. And now it's an existential threat. And the world is going to end. Well, one thing that makes me the biggest skeptic of all, probably, is because everything they've predicted, not one thing has happened. Absolutely. So they're basing their data on on false information. Uh, on scary speculation. I, I just wrote an <laughs> article um, a month ago. I write an article that goes in local newspapers here. Um, but I call it chicken little versus the deli penguins. And I studied all these different birds. So they, they predicted 15 years ago that deli penguins are going to die because of global warming. And at that time, their populations were about 4 million birds. Well, now they're up to 8 million. And it, it's doubled. It's completely opposite of what they feared. It's been much better for these penguins. Well, I compared it to Chicken Little. I, I think it's it's a story that uh, an old European fable that yes. we use to teach our kids about Chicken Little. You can be running around saying the sky is falling. And we know that's kind of silly. But what they're going to be subjected to is uh, the villain in the Chicken Little story is Foxy Loxy. And he goes, well, if you're afraid of the sky falling, come into my den and I'll take care of you. So he gets all these chickens and ducks into his den and no one sees them again because he took advantage of the fears. And that's what's going to happen to people. And I think when you tell your kids these chicken little stories and the repercussions of that kind of blind fear, maybe it'll help them think. But one other thing I'll add to that is, there's sort of been this stance of saying, well, we care for the children and for the future, as if you're a skeptic, you don't care about your children. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a skeptic because I want to see my kid die. It, there's just this Absolutely. way that they try to frame it in so many evil, dishonest ways, it's, it's horrendous. Well, I'm just, in fact, I was telling my, my partner this morning, I said, write this down. I'm going to write this article, and it's uh, titled, Chicken Little Believed the Sky Was Falling. Uh-huh. He really did believe it. So what does he do? He goes and he warns everyone. But what Chicken Little didn't do was look at what had actually happened. He didn't okay. study, didn't research. And yes, Foxy Roxy kind of took advantage of that. <laughs> and so that's kind of what I'm going to go off on. So it's just amazing how our minds work. It's such well, a small uh, world. Great minds are here in the same circles here. All right. We're going into a break. I think we've got everybody just listening, but if you've got a comment or a question about the rings on the trees, 877-895-5410 is the number to call. That's 877-895-5410. And Jim and I will be right back. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help 
help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes, our American eagle, and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message. Liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. Freedom isn't free, but this Christmas gift coin is. This collector coin, designed on a genuine JFK half dollar, says Merry Christmas from President Donald Trump and our beautiful First Lady Melania. It's free. You just pay shipping and handling. This U.S. currency, which is not for tender, is uniquely designed and pictures our favorite first couple hosting Christmas from the White House. This Christmas coin comes in a premium coin capsule along with a certificate of authenticity and a display stand. It's a great gift for that patriot on your list. Shipping and handling is less than $10. Order quickly, 651 Visit MyTrumpCoin.com. Call 651-888-8622. This Christmas commemorative coin is made in the USA and supplies are limited. It's beginning to look a lot like a patriotic Christmas. Visit MyTrumpCoin.com. Call 651-888-8622. 651-888-8622. And tell them Beth Ann sent you. Our founding fathers knew that the heartland would be coveted by those who want the land and its resources or hated by those who simply do not understand its value. It is that simple. And yet today, the humble folks in the heartland are losing jobs and feeling the pressures from an out-of-control bureaucracy as well as outsiders with agendas. From the heartlands of America come our food, manufacturing, and our energy. CSC Talk Radio is a voice crying from the heartland and standing up for rural America. And so is Power the Future. Power the Future is a unique foundation established to be the voice for rural American energy jobs. Daniel Turner is a strong advocate pushing against those who would like to punish rural folks and take their jobs for the sake of climate change or the land and its wealth. I'm proud to be a part of Power the Future and bring Daniel Turner here to you. Our future depends on it. Let's power the future as we bring America home to common sense jobs and give our rural families a voice. Visit PowerTheFuture.us. PowerTheFuture.us is the way to bring America home. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Jim, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the tree rings. Um, you mentioned um, some of the fossil trees and, and the stories that they tell us and, and uh, you know, 
it's always interesting to hear that. We always, I remember when we were kids, just first learning about fossils and and uh, thinking about those bugs or those creatures or whatever there was, the leaves that were so long ago, pre-flood. And um, I wanted to hear a little bit more about the rings in the trees. Um, you could tell you a few different things. Uh, one thing from fossil trees is we know, say, 9,000 years ago, tree line was right on the Arctic Ocean. We're, there's no trees right now. So we know it's much warmer there. Um, we know there's these natural cycles by looking at trees because we can see periods where they, for like 30 years, they grow uh, more luxuriantly because they're getting more moisture, and then years where it's drier. And, and here in California, we see this. Uh, you might have 30 years of more frequent El Ninos, and you get a little more wetter, a little more growth, and then 30 more years of more La Ninas where it's a lot drier and we have more droughts and you tend to have more fires then. They call that the Pacific Decayal Oscillation, and there's been a couple of scientists, you know, it, that was never in the climate models, but a couple of scientists now said they can explain all the last changes here on California through Alaska just based on this change between more El Ninos and more La Ninas, and we see that documented in the trees. So it's there's there's so many different things we can see in the tree rings, so how they're growing, how they're responding, um, how they deal with fire, what our natural history was for the last 9,000 years ago. You go to Antarctica, and there used to be trees in Antarctica 40,000 years ago. It was more uh, a more tropical-type climate down there until uh, all the uh, continents started moving around. So. This, if we can get people to just do one thing and start looking at the history of what the trees are telling us, they go a long ways. And if you accept that, that the trees are being a little more honest than some of these uh, alarmists, um, the, the tree ring data is showing no warming higher than the 30s right now. It's completely different from what the instrumental data tells us. And and you say, well, why is that? Are, are the people lying? Are the trees lying? Well, the trees aren't lying. Yeah. And some of the changes some of uh, the scientists <laughs> have done. But I think you can partly explain the difference in instrumental data is we know there's an urban heat effect. You get rid of trees and vegetation. You change the moisture. You change the way yes. it's absorbed on the surface. So you get 10 degrees, 15 degrees warmer in the city than out in the rural area. And, and the and so you can say, okay, the instruments are being biased by this urban heat effect. Well, the well the trees are being measured in very natural habitat. So what the trees are telling us nature is not going through an existential crisis. Nature is not seeing overwhelming uh, uh, warmth happening. We're seeing something that's cycled since the 30s, but cooler and then warmer now. And, and we know CO2 also is a great is a is a benefit to all these trees. Trees are really starving. For CO2, so almost all your greenhouses add a, an extra thousand parts uh, per million to stimulate growth. And, and there's a couple of uh, studies out, and one person, Craig Idzo, is a, um, a PhD working on the coalition. Also, he's shown that there's this greening of the earth because we have more CO2. It's a stimulating plants. And yet they're wanting a, a World War Zero is what they're calling it. They want zero carbon, zero, which tells me they want no life whatsoever. Now, back to the trees. I uh, 
I had a couple of things I wanted to say that, uh, you know, my father-in-law, they used to take trips uh, when he was still living, and, and he wanted to drive everywhere because he wanted to see the different topography of the world, you know, the different the, of the United States and how how things are different. And um, the trees and the plant plants are all different in our states. That's what makes us so unique, I think, in the United States. You know, we have these 50 states, and all of them are, are just a little bit different. Um, what the industries that flourish, you know, whether it's uh, the rural areas flourish with one one plant or another or one crop or the other. And uh, uh, my old boss, he had a farm, and he used to chuckle about these people that thought they were going to get rid of the trees because he says they just that isn't going to happen. And uh, that uh, he said, you, especially in Missouri, you just can't hardly get rid of them. They're constantly there. You've got to go back to that fence line and take those trees out every single spring. Every year they're right there. You're not going to get rid of them. And uh, – that doesn't mean that we're not to be good stewards of of what we have, and you know I agree with that. I visited with an affiliate I had in Nebraska, and he was telling me about his daughter, who was looking at different states and different places to go for college. Well, where they were in Nebraska, they didn't have a lot of trees. And she came to Missouri to look at one of the colleges. I don't remember which university she was looking at, but she went back home. She says that is such an ugly state. He looked at her. She goes, all they have is trees. <laughs> so that's what makes us so unique, I think, is that we have this different uh, landscape and the different uh, uh, areas. And, and it, remind me, now we're about to run out of time, but remind me, you were talking about it was warmer and drier in the 30s. Isn't that when we had the Dust Bowl? Absolutely. And if you look at the EPA heat wave index, it, it, it's the 30s that have the most heat waves. In the rest of the, the century, you don't see any trend whatsoever. So, again, it, it, you know, their data. But I'll, I'll just push one more thing on fires. I grew up in the East Coast where you have you get a lot of moisture getting pulled from the ocean because of the way the mm-hmm. circulation happens. There, You hardly have fires at all. People don't worry about that. Here on the West Coast, the way the circulation is, is the pressure systems blocks the summer rain. So we, we get drought every summer, and so we – we're naturally prone to to fire, and almost eighty percent of the vegetation I see has some adaptation to fire. So it's different places have completely different uh, microclimates, that, and that's why everyone's focused on California is all more fires and global warming is going to cause us all to burn. It, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with what our natural settings are. I'm, I, that is very interesting, the adaptation uh, side of that, that they, they adapted to prepare themselves for fire. That is just amazing to me. Absolutely. We are about out of time. I want to promote CO2Coalition.org. Visit them. Read their articles there. They've got, what, there's about 50 of you now. And uh, CO2 Coalition, Order Range Magazine, get Jim's article. And also uh, Rossiter's article is in that as well. That. Uh, the moment I first unbelieved. The hour. <laughs> the hour I first unbelieved. Thank you, Jim, for all that you do. I appreciate your article. We'll have you back again real soon, I'm certain. Appreciate it so much. Folks, it takes every single one of us. We have to listen to both sides of the stories. We have to glean what we can from the truth. There's a little truth in everything. So let's glean that truth out and then logic it together. And let's work together. Not to scare one another, but to see the truth 
and to bring America home. Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE Talk Radio. Radio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. What if things were made in America again. We all complain about our products, even our food coming from foreign lands and foreign laborers. But do we really understand? James Stubert didn't understand, so he dug in, and wow, he kept digging in. It all started with a light bulb. It held the label GE, but it read Made in China. Jim has done the research. Now you can have the answers in detail. Consumers can rebuild the middle class by buying things made in American communities. Find out why free trade resulted in six million lost manufacturing jobs and lower wages for most Americans. While free trade brought cheaper goods, we also had less money to purchase goods. That giant sucking sound sucked the life right out of American Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 